Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton, and today we will be interviewing Bindi Irwin of the film Return to Nims Island, Nicholas Gonda, co-founder of the company Tug, reviewing the film's Batman Dark Knight Returns 2, Life of Paul. So right now we are talking about the film Return to Nims Island, and we have with us Bindi Irwin, who is one of the stars. Thank you for joining us today. So how are you today, Bindi? Honored to talk to someone outside of the realm of USA. <laughs> um, <laughs> how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Thank you for asking. Return to Nims Island is the sequel to Nims Island. What drew you to this film? Oh, well, I was so excited about Return to Nims Island because, to begin with, I absolutely loved the Nims Island movie. The original Nims Island movie was with Jodie Foster and Abigail Breslin. Abigail was playing the role of Nim, and it was a terrific film for families. And not only was was it an exciting and adventurous film, but it was also quite educating. You know, it brought wildlife into people's living rooms and into people's hearts. And I really admired the, the work, the wonderful work they did on the first film. And so when I was approached to play the part of Nim in this second Nim's Island movie, Return to Nim's Island, I was absolutely thrilled because it's certainly a movie that is quite close to my heart. And I was very lucky to be able to work with all of the wonderful animals. And it has a beautiful message. So I was quite honored. Mm, so it's like playing it's like playing a sequel to your favorite movie, or close to your favorite movie. It is, actually. Well, Abigail Breslin got too old for the role of playing Nim. So that's why they asked me. And it's, it's a great film. Um, Continuing on with Nim's adventures, she's older now, 14 years old, and is still as determined on protecting her island as ever. So she wants to protect her island and make sure that it's safe from any harm. She doesn't want any development on it. She wants to keep it pristine and untouched. Mm. Just like a cool slate. There are a lot of physical activities in this film. 
what, if any, preparations did you do to get into the character? Well, about two weeks before the start of our shoot, um, myself and the director, Brendan, we sat down and went over the script and um, kind of got a feel for the character of Nim. And I also had a lot of physical preparation, so meeting with stunt guys, because I got to complete most of my own stunts in the film, meeting with the stunt guys in regards to zip lining and running and rolling and tumbling and working with all of the wildlife, it was terrific. I had a lot of preparation working with the sea lions because there were two sea lions who played the role of Selkie in the film and their names were BJ and Friday. And I haven't really done a lot of work with sea lions in the past. So it was getting to know the two sea lions and being able to work with them as we were doing many scenes with them, both underwater and on land. So it was terrific to be able to build a friendship with them and, and get to know them. And working with the entire cast and crew just to get the ball in motion and um, prepare for shooting. It was terrific. It was rather funny though, because um, in many of the scenes I had to ride on this zip line and my little brother, Robert, who is nine years old, he would come along with us on the set during these preparation days. And he was very cute because I had to um, ride the zip line just to make sure it all worked properly. He decided that he should test it out first. <laughs> so he helped us out by testing the zip line just to make sure it was working properly for me. I think it was just <laughs> like, I don't want you to get hurt. I know, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Because it's all like, it's all like you want to go on it, but you don't want to admit that, do you? <laughs> it's funny. He, he um, was, was very helpful. <laughs> yes, you're very helpful. Um, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Eton, and you are listening to the Voice America Kids. And today, we will be interviewing Bindi Irwin of the film Return to Nim's Island, Nicholas Gonda, co-founder of the company Tug, reviewing the film's Batman Dark Knight, Ri- Dark Knight Returns to Life of Pi and Oz the Great and Powerful. So let's continue speaking with Bindi Irwin. And we were just talking about how her little brother um, likes to help a lot. <laughs> so how was it working with other cast members, Toby Wallace and John Waters? It was wonderful working with the other cast members. They were terrific people. Uh, Toby Wallace is a very, very accomplished actor, and it was a great honor to be able to work with him because he did such a great job in playing the role of Edmund and was very funny behind the scenes. We would talk about everything from politics to the environment when the cameras weren't rolling and had had a great time together. And then John Waters is an extraordinary person and someone who I truly admire. I've I've always loved John Waters' work. He, a few years ago, was in a TV show called Play School. And when I was a little girl, I would watch Play School and he'd sing me the ABCs. (laughs) He'd sing the ABCs on this TV show. And um, for Nim's Island, Return to Nim's Island, he was playing the role of a poacher. And so in his role, he had to come up to me and try and attack me and my friend Selkie the sea lion. And it was a little strange because originally I'd grown up with John Waters being this amazing person who nice, I yeah. looked up to and, and to be able to work with him 
on the film as a poacher. It was extraordinary, quite a contrasting role. <laughs> but I, I had a had a great time, and we all all loved working together. The cast and crew had a brilliant time and got to film in some beautiful locations. The entire movie was filmed on the Gold Coast here in Australia. And so mm. we were quite close to home here at Australia Zoo. And so every weekend we got to come back to the zoo and, and have some time off. And then when the week started again, we'd drive back to the Gold Coast and film quite close to home, which was lovely. So had a brilliant time and, and um, hopefully, hopefully be able to catch up with the other actors again soon. Oh, so it's like... It wasn't. It wasn't like you had to travel real far. It was kind of like all near Australian and stuff. Yeah, only about a two-hour drive. So from here at Australia Zoo to the Gold Coast is about two hours. So we'd film the movie and drive home for the weekend, spend some time at Australia Zoo, and then drive back onto set for the mm. week to begin again. So it was great. That's cool. Are you working on any other films or projects right now? Well, actually, we're really excited because here at Australia Zoo, we have had a birth. Now, I want you to guess what has been born here at the zoo recently. Can you a guess? A seal. A seal. Good guess. We don't have any seals. It was actually a little baby rhino. And she Aww. is gorgeous. She was born only a few weeks ago and is tiny. She's still quite wobbly. She's a white rhino and we named her Mango because we had a naming competition and someone wrote in and said that her head was the shape of the fruit Mango. And so she was born in the summertime and little Mango it was. So little Mango is gorgeous. We mm -hmm. have our new Africa section open here at Australia Zoo and she's running around with her mum enjoying life and um, just being a silly little kid. Oh, that's cool how you get to see her. So Return to Nims Island is airing on the Hallmark Channel on March 15th. So how do you feel about that? How do you feel how it's just airing out on Hallmark? I'm so excited that Return to Nims Island is coming to the Hallmark Channel. It's going to be brilliant. I hope that everyone enjoys the film as much as we enjoyed making it. Because while you're watching it, you'll accidentally learn something. And it was so much fun to film and um you know it's also really exciting because on tuesday march 19th following the broadcast on the hallmark channel return to nims island will be available on dvd so after you watch it on the hallmark channel make sure to look for it in dvd stores <laughs> well thank you thank you for that because I, I i i watched the first nims island and I was just like, Mom, I have to watch it. And she's like, okay. So I got it. And it was really cool. So I can't wait to see this one. Oh, that's brilliant. I hope you enjoy the next one. <laughs> You'll have well, to come to Australia and visit us one day. Yes, I will have to. Definitely. Well, well, Bindi, thank you so much for talking with us today. It's been a pleasure interviewing you. Look for Return to Nims Island on the Hallmark Channel, March 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Times, and it's coming out just four days later on DVD in Walmart, March 19th. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids.
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critic Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton, and today we have just interviewed Bindi Irwin of the film Return to Nims Island. We will be interviewing Nicholas Gonda, co-founder of the company Tug, reviewing the films Batman, Dark Knight Returns 2, Life of Pi, and Oz the Great and Powerful. So right now we are talking to Nicholas, who is the co-founder of the company Tug. Thank you for joining us today. So how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much uh, for, for having me. It's great to be on Kids First. Well, thank you. Well, you are the co-founder of Tug Incorporated. Can you please tell our listeners what your company is all about? Sure. Yeah. So as you said, I'm, I'm the, the co-founder of Tug. That's T-U-G-G dot com. And we've created a, a website that allows anybody to choose the movies that they want to see at their local movie theaters. So basically on Tug, parents can go to our site select a film of their choice, the local theater where they want to see the movie, the date and time, and then we book the theater. And then it's up to those parents and family and friends to get enough people together in that local community to see the film. And once there's enough people, Tug, Tug takes care of all of the details. We get the film there, we reserve the theater, we get everybody their tickets, and every, all that everybody has to do is sit back and enjoy the show. Wow, that's cool. Would have never thought of that. It's so cool. This is, a, this is a great idea. Where did you get it from? You know, we, we at Tug, we're all, we all love movies. And, uh, you know, we've, we've seen over the last few years, it's become easier and easier to find the movies that you want to see at home, 
whether it's Netflix or on iTunes. And we thought that it was time to be able to have that same you know, ability to, to find films you love in theaters, whether they're new films, old films. We decided that it was time for people to be able to have control Fair over say. their local movie theaters. Wow. I'd be all like, yeah, I want to watch The Wizard of Oz. Woo! Yeah. I always love that film. Um, <laughs> I always like to know where people or companies get their name from. How did you come up with the name Tug? It, it's based off of tug of war. So people uh-huh. working together and, you know, towards something that they want to achieve. So that's, that's the basis of tug is that people are able to decide a movie they want and then they work together to bring it to their town. That's cool. So do you work with just major theaters or? We work with pretty much almost every movie theater in the country. Our, 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 Theatrical network, as we call it, is, is comprised of around 80% to 85% of the movie theaters in the country. So from the very big movie chains, AMC, Regal, Cinemark, to the independent theaters all around the country. Hmm. So it's like some of the like small ones and then some of like the really big name ones. Exactly. So everyone- yeah. We're, we, we work with as, as many movie theaters as we can, and, and fortunately, they've been very receptive of Tug, and, and so we're able to host movie events in pretty much any city around the country. Hmm. So how about the fundraising part? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Well, basically, the, the, the ticket price you know, on, on Tug is, is the same, if not sometimes less, than the normal ticket price at your theater. So the way that it works is that once you know, the, the film has been selected, so say that you know, your, your parents selects uh, you know, uh, Oceans, you know, a, a film that we have that for Earth Day, they select the theater, the date and the time, and then Tug gives them what we call an event page. And that shows them how many tickets need to be pre-sold within a certain amount of time, usually three to four weeks. And then it's kind of like Kickstarter, if you're familiar with that, where people pay for tickets, but they know that their credit cards won't be charged until that threshold has been reached, until that, whatever that is, if that's 50 tickets, 60 tickets, until those amount of tickets have been sold, then there's no risk for anybody. And so what happens is if there is enough people, great, the event happens. And if there isn't, nobody's charged and nothing happens and people go on and the theater plays whatever it would have otherwise. Oh, so does the amount of people change depending on what movie? It, it, it changes depending on the, the showtime. So sometimes, you know, the theater, if it's busier, it'll take a little bit more people to get that showtime. Other times, if it's not, and, and depending on the film. So with some of our our, our filmmakers, they charge a little bit more. Others charge a little bit less. But it's easy for whoever's selecting it because you end up just getting an event page and you see exactly how many tickets need to be sold. And that's all that you have to do is you know, get enough friends and family together and then it happens. Oh, that's cool. So thank you for that because I really want to know that. I'm just like, I want to know. You are listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have just interviewed Billy Irwin of the, Bindi Irwin of the film Return to Nims Island. We are interviewing Nicholas Gonda, co-founder of the company Tug, reviewing the films Batman Dark Knight Returns 2, Life of Pi, and Oz the Great and Powerful. So let's continue speaking with Nicholas Gonda. And we were just talking about how it kind of the amount of people you need to get kind of depends on the, I guess, directors or the people that own the, the film or how busy the theater is or what time. So, to, oh, to date, how many events have you had? 
Today we've had over 700 events. We, we just started. Tug is, is in its first year. Our, Tug's birthday is actually next week here in, in Austin at South by Southwest. And, uh, and it turns one year old. We, we, uh, we launched last year and yeah, we had events in 48 states this year and uh, sold um, over 85,000 tickets. Wow. And, uh, and it was quite a, quite a strong beginning, but we're, we're just getting started and really excited to see people you know, take control of their movie theaters as though it were their living room. Mm. So it's like I can, because I, I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I wish I could see this in a movie, but it already can't, it already, like it's like three years after. I'm just like, yeah, me too. So now I can finally exactly. recommend this. That's right. Can that's what we, that's what our goal was when we started talking. We wanted to, to make it so that nobody would ever need to be able to say there's nothing good out or I wish mm -hmm. this was here and it's not. Now, and for hopefully forever, you know, using, using you know, tug.com, you're able to make sure that the movies you want are playing in your local theater. That's cool. Can you tell me what is scheduled for Earth Day? Yeah, we're, we're very excited about our, our Earth Day program. And we actually selected titles with Kids First. And some of them include films like Chimpanzee and Oceans and Earth and African Cats and, and films like Free Willy and Happy Feet. And many more, and and we wanted to to provide a, a great selection for for parents to be able to look through and choose, and be able to celebrate our Earth, celebrate our planet on Earth Day, as well as you know beyond that, where the the program that we're developing with Kids First will will be uh, you know for Earth Day as well as any other day of the year. So we're really excited about continuing this relationship with with Kids First and making sure that that parents and and families you know, now have an opportunity for forever to, to choose the movies that they want. Mm, so Earth Day is like a big, like, earthy type thing for Tug and the theaters. That's right. Any that's right. <laughs> Anything for kids who want to do something like this, like, do you, like, they want to sponsor or whatever? That's right. We, that's a really great question. We, we have um, a program where if, if people just want to you know, schools or, or companies uh, want to be able just to host their whole screening and give out, give away the tickets, they're able to do that as well. And they go to tug.com, T-U-G-G.com, slash kids first, K-I-D-S-F-I-R-S-T, and they'll see all the instructions they need in order to be able to host that event, whether it's, uh, you know, through sponsorship or, or another way. Oh. So who is the other co-funder in this my my other co-founder is named Pablo Gonzalez, and Pablo is an extremely talented business person. He comes from Uruguay, and he's in charge of of all of the operations, all of the you know everything the the way that that Tug functions, the technology that we're using. He oversees all of that and has made all of all of that possible. Very very talented person. Mm. So is there is it just you two for the co-founders? We're the we're the two co-founders, but. But with us is an incredible team that we have here at Tug. We have, uh, as I said, everybody here loves movies and, and loves, you know, making it easier for people to see the movies that they love. And so we have an amazing team here in Austin, Texas, where we're based. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we're, we're all very inspired by what we're doing because every night or most nights, we're able to see people in towns all around the country, you know, creating events around things that they love, films that they love. Mm. That's cool how it's like that. Well, Nicholas, thank you so much for take, talking with us today. This thank is a you. new <laughs> This is a new partnership with Kids First and we are 
definitely excited about this. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton from Kids First Coming Attractions. And thank you for the opportunity to go with Kids First. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and today we have just interviewed Bindi Irwin of the film Return to Nims Island and Nicholas Gonda, co-founder of the company Tug. We will be reviewing the films Batman, Dark Knight Returns 2, Life of Pi, and Oz the Great and Powerful. So right now we are talking to Juliana about the film Batman, Dark Knight Returns 2. So Juliana, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? Very well, thank you for asking. Juliana, can you please tell me about the storyline of Batman? Okay, so the storyline of Batman is he's like been hiding for all these years, and then all of a sudden he shows up, and the police just want to like arrest him, and the Joker wants to like have a little reunion with him and cause trouble once again. So yeah. Mm, so it's kind of like an not a old, not a old um, Batman movie, but it's kind of just in its own way. It's just simple and its own plotline. Yes. 
Peter Weller and Ariel Winter are cast in this film. Can you please tell me about their performance? Um, I think they did a good job in this movie. I think all the people that were the characters did very well. Could you believe their appearance in this film, like acting-wise? Yeah. Hmm. So you could feel their emotions. So have you seen Batman Dark Knight Rises? I have. So how does it compare to this film? Is it better or how does it compare? I think it's a little better just what? because I thought the it, this animated film had a little too much violence in it. Mm-hmm. A little bloody. Oh. And a little creepy part where the Joker breaks his own neck. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Reminds me. Um, what genre do you think this film is? I think it's like an action movie. So just action, or is it a drama, or, or is it just action? It's there's not really any drama in it. It's more of like action between all the characters. Mm. So, how many stars do you give this film? I give this film three stars only because I'm not that much of a violence fan. Mm. I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Batman because I've never really been into the comics and like the, all the other superheroes and stuff. I've never really been into that, so I'd probably give it the same rating that you did. Um, would you watch it again, or is it one of those films where it's too violent for you to watch again? Um. It wasn't a bad movie overall, but I just thought it was a little violent, so I probably wouldn't watch it again. But my little yeah. brother probably would. It's like, yeah, Batman. <laughs> He's like obsessed with Batman. <laughs> so, can you tell me a little bit about the background music? The background music, there was not that much in this, but it when they had the music in, it really like. Gave emotion to, like, the scene. So the background music and the scenes fit together well. Yeah. Mm. So this film is rated PG-13. Do you think that's appropriate for this film? I do because of the overall violence. A little little kids would be, like, afraid. Yeah. So how is the special effects and the cinematography in this film? With all the blood and the animation? Um, the... They did good. The blood was, like, the only thing that didn't look animated. So, mm-hmm. that was kind of weird. <laughs> it's like, this film is animated. Why isn't the blood animated? So, does this film have a good climax? Yeah. it. Everything, like, you wouldn't, like, expect some stuff. But when it happens, you'd be like, why didn't I think that was going to happen? Because, like, it just... It was really good. Yeah, it's like, this happened. I didn't know it was going to happen. <laughs> well, you're listening to, to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Eton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have just interviewed Bindi Irwin of the film Return to Nims Island and Nicholas Gonda, co-funder of the company Tug. We were reviewing the films Batman Dark Knight Returns 2, Life of Pi, and Oz the Great and Powerful. And so let's speak with Cheyenne and Morgan, and right now we are talking about the film Life of Pi. 
I love this film. This is my all-time favorite film. Can you please tell me a little bit about Life of Pi, Morgan? Oh, yes. Life of Pi is about this boy, and he's stuck on a ship. And, like, he comes out and sees some lightning and thunder. And so, like, when he sees it, actually, his whole entire family and all the animals he knew, except for this tiger, um, the tiger and him make it out of the shipwreck, but other people don't. Mm. And he he didn't let go. He was very lucky. And yeah, all the supplies just like went away. But um, he had to learn how, how to be uh, not a vegetarian and a meter because that's all he had was fish. And he was um, a vegetarian now. He just got used to eating fish. And that's how, it's basically about a story of how he got to learn about religion. Mm, so the whole like vegetarian thing kind of mixed with religion, kind of mixed with stranded yeah, in a boat. Uh, this uh. guy actually asked him, how do you believe in religion? And the first thing, so he's like, he tells him a story about his life and basically he gets trapped and then he comes to this place and he finds out that another man was um, on this island and he needed to get off because a tooth wasn't one of the flowers and he found out that the plants eat the animals oh so it's like carnivore type thing so do you have anything to add to the plot line cheyenne oh i wouldn't really add anything to the plot line because the movie is just good the way it is Mm. so how did you like the storyline was it was it like really good or did it just kind of calm the storyline was really good but the only thing is that they show pie um, when he's an adult, so you so you know that he um he um, survives. So he's the guy who's telling the story about how he survived that shipwreck. Oh, uh, so it's kind of like a spoiler. Like in the beginning of the film, you see him, and yeah. then it's like, oh well, if he's close to death, it doesn't matter because he's still standing there. So it's totally gonna be fine, guys. Mm-hmm. I hate when they do that. I'm just like, why? Don't do that. <laughs> so who's your favorite character and why, Morgan? My favorite character was actually the tiger. It was, looked so real, real, and then like, um, if it was real, it probably already ate in that boy. But yeah. anyway, I thought um, it was really funny because like once he's like, um, Pi actually peed on the other, um, side of the boat. And he said my side, and then the tiger peed on him, and he's like, "No, you're mine." So I think that was kind of funny, and that's why like I like. The tiger the most because he does funny things like that to the pie, and it's just that way. Mm-hmm. So, Cheyenne, do you have a favorite character? My favorite character is Pie because he knows how to survive, and he's a really smart guy. When you know he survives by himself for a very long time, he caught he keep he caught trap with um uh he carved it he carved tally marks on um above the boat with um. So he knows how many days he's been there on the boat just by himself with the tiger. Wow. It's like 181, 182. Yeah. yeah, I love when people like tally things because it it's, keeps you organized and it keeps you all like, I know how long I've been here and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So what did you like about the film, Morgan? Um... I really like this film. I thought the film was pretty good, and it, like, had, like, really, really good 
actors in it. Really handsome actor. Uh, Pi was really handsome when I got to meet him on the red carpet. And I couldn't believe it. I got to meet Ang Lee, award-winning guy. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, so he was a good director. Wow. I, I would love to meet Ang Lee. So, Cheyenne, how many stars do you give this film? I'll give this movie four out of five stars. How about you, Morgan? Five twinkling stars. It's, like, amazing how this boy survives and how he, like, stuck in a boat with a tiger and he's, like, just trying to survive through this, his, this amazing thing that he's been put into. Mm. So I mean... Life of Pi won four Oscar awards. Like, if you watch the Oscars, you would know. So how do you feel about that? Like, do you think that Life of Pi, like, really deserved those? Morgan? Yes, I really think it does deserve those because, um, I really liked that movie. And it was just, like, really upsetting when, like, Hugo was winning a lot of awards. And then, yeah. like, like... Like Pi one, something like that, and I'm so I was so happy. Yeah, I I I love the Oscars, so it was it was amazing for me to see them win that many that many awards. Let's take a break. Yes. I'm your host Brianna Hope Beaton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Well, Juliana, thank you so much for letting us know all about Batman: Dark Knight Returns Two, and Cheyenne and Morgan about the life of Pi, which is available on DVD and Blu-ray March twelfth. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
You're tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hope and today we have just interviewed Bindi Irwin of the film Return to Nims Island and Nicholas Gonda, co-founder of the company Tug, reviewed the films Batman Dark Knight Returns 2, Life of Pi, and we'll be reviewing Oz the Great and Powerful. So right now we are talking to Cheyenne about the Cheyenne and Morgan about the film Oz the Great and Powerful. So can you please tell me a little bit about this about Oz the Great and Powerful? Cheyenne? This movie is about a guy named Oz. He tricks everybody that he's a wizard in Kansas. And this is way back in like nineteen oh one. I mean nineteen oh five. And so he tries to escape from this guy because he wants Oz to, like, you know, crush him because he's, like, a, um, a wrestler. But Oz goes on this air balloon, and for somehow he goes in this mystical world and meets Evernora, the, um, um, Gloria the Good, and Evernora's sister, uh, and... Oz is not a real wizard, and everybody thinks he's a real wizard because um, they're, they have an old king, and they say the prophecy was true that there was um, an Oz wizard like him, mm. and he, his power and, and his goal to be the king and to get all this pile of gold and to go on a throne is to defeat the Wicked Witch who is really wicked. She's, like, super scary. Mm. I mean, Oz I'm... Is, but Oz is not a real wizard. Remember that. Yeah, remember that. Um, I've seen Wizard of Oz. I've seen both versions, if you know the two versions. But um, how did it incorporate into this film, Morgan? Um, can you say it again? I've seen the Wizard of Oz. How did that incorporate with this film? Like, how did that storyline incorporate into this one? Oh, well, it started in black and white like the other movie did, and then, like, when he got in the tornado, just like Dorothy did, um, they landed in Oz. Oh, so it's kind of like a Wizard of Oz, but not. Oh. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, similar, but not. So, Cheyenne, who's your favorite character, and why? My favorite character is Glinda the Good because she told the story how Theodora and Evanora are um, are the um, evil ones, and Glinda it thinks that everybody else um, on not Glinda's side thinks that she's the wicked witch, but she's really not. That's why her name is Glinda the Good. Mm, so, th- so they say, oh, so she thinks that they're the two bad ones and she's the good one. And that's obviously correct because it says, as you said before, Glinda, the good. Yeah. It's like obvious people get it. 
Can you please tell me about the cinematography and the special effects, Morgan? Oh my goodness, I'd be honored. Well, mm-hmm. they're 3D delicious. There's like 3D just coming at you in the instead of monkeys like the um, Dorothy when she came they had monkeys this one had baboons coming right in your face about ready to scream wow and um yeah they had those come in and like awesome like cinematography and and all these amazing characters that would just like jump at you and the cinematography was awesome like the crystal palace and the jewels and diamonds and dresses. Oh, my goodness. This was like you were in paradise. Wow, because I've seen the previews for this film, and I've seen, like, the cinematography and, like, the little bits of previews I've seen, and I'm just like, I have to see that. Even if it's, like, a horrible horrible plot line, this stuff, like, this cinematography is amazing. So I'm glad that I'm not the only one that thought that. <laughs> You are listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hobitan, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have just interviewed Bindi Irwin of the film Return to Nims Island and Nicholas Gonda, co-funder of the company, Tug, reviewed the films Batman Dark Knight Returns 2, Life of Pi, and we are now reviewing Oz the Great and Powerful. So right now, let's continue to speak with Morgan and Cheyenne to discuss the film Oz the Great and Powerful. And we were just talking about how great and amazing and awesome the cinematography is. So Cheyenne, do you have anything to add to the cinematography that Morgan said? I wouldn't really add anything to the cinematography. No, like what what do you think about the cinematography? Oh, I thought it was amazing because you know how Disney starts off with um, the castle? Yes. So besides that, uh, when they show the castle, they switch it around and put the Emerald City castle on it. It was so cool. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. See, now I have to see it because, you know, I just have to. So, Morgan, there's a lot of hype about the Oz, the Great and Powerful. Is it everything that you expected it to be? Um, yes, it was, I mean, even more than what I expected it to be awesome, really cool, and, like, just amazing, because, like, you had the China doll, which was my favorite character, and, like, everybody's kind of, like, switches, you can almost, like, see who they are when it was in black and white, and who they weren't, but it was just amazing. Oh, so it's kind of, like... They're all switched up and stuff, but you kind of see who they really are. So, Cheyenne, what is your favorite scene in this yes. film? Or do you have a favorite scene? Um, let's see. Oh, my favorite scene is when Oz talks about, do you know what fireworks are? And Glinda's um, mm-hmm. t- uh, people who make stuff, they're like, what are fireworks? It's full. It's so funny because you know it's kind of like in another world, so they don't have stuff like we do. So they're like, "What's fireworks?" <laughs> it's like going back in time to caveman time and being like, like lighting a cigarette or on the phone. It's like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we don't know what that is. <laughs> so, how many stars do you give it, Cheyenne? I would give it five out of five stars. And why do you give it that? Because um, the cinematography, it was amazing. What do you give this film, Morgan? 
I am definitely giving it five out of five tweeting stars. It was just amazing, really graphic-y, and it was just, like, awesome. Like, you were just, like, you could jump in the screen and be, like, just acting with them. And it's just amazing. I really think this is awesome, and you'll really want to see this movie. I hope so, because it's just awesome. I already want to see it. I'm going to bring, like, 15 of my friends to see this film. It's not even funny. Um, so are there any messages or lessons that you found in this film, Cheyenne? The message in this movie is that don't lie and never give up on your goal. What did you think that there were any messages, Morgan? I actually thought, like, yeah, don't give up, I mean, your goal. And even though your life may fall apart or, like, you may really want something, it's just, like, what life turns into. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Cheyenne and Morgan, thank you so much for talking with us about Oz, the Great and Powerful, which is in theaters on March 8th, so go check it out. It sounds very powerful, which I, I, I saw it and I was all like, yes, I'm going to see this film. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest of the latest film and DVD releases. And to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Brianna Hopiton, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.